It's an honor to be with each and every one of you and tonight we're going to be discussing raising children how do we how do we raise our kids and how do we do it according to scripture how does god want us to raise our children um, i want to start this evening by just first of all saying this and i think it's really important i'm not a child expert i'm not a psychologist or child psychologist or anything like that but i have been a child <laughs> I have two of my old, my own children, and um, and I've also worked with quite a few children in the church over the years, and and I've watched and seen you know different things by the grace of God. So I would like to weigh in, but really mainly from Scripture tonight. So you know I want you to understand that this is an, an absolutely judge-free zone. I'm not here to judge anybody the way that you've raised your children, and if I say anything tonight that in any way is different to the way you feel. Just measure it with the Word of God, and ultimately, you make the decision for yourself. Um, you know, I know that this can be a very, very sensitive subject because obviously, our children are our gold. I remember driving once when I just had—I think it was Joshua, my second-born. Um, I was driving back from the hospital, and I just said to the Lord, "You know, Lord, I'm so grateful. These are my treasures. These are." my kids and I'm just you know thankful for these treasures and the Lord really spoke to me about how people are his treasures you know and he sees everybody like that so it was very touching for me and I also you know uh, just really recognized my kids just like that so yeah great again to just be with you I'm going to touch on a few scriptures and then we will open it up for some questions tonight I'm not going to keep the question time too long this evening but let's see what happens let's see in the direction that we end up going one scripture in particular tonight i think is going to be an interesting one because it's one that has been discussed many many times i think misquoted many many times and misunderstood in many many ways but before we do that let's start with i think the most powerful scripture when it comes to raising our children and that's in deuteronomy 6 verse number 4. deuteronomy 6 verse number 4 the bible says here o israel the lord our god the lord is one you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. Now that's to us. So God is, says that we must do things His way. He gives us His commandments, His instructions, how we should live, the way we should conduct ourselves. And then He says this, You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house. When you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. So we can clearly see that the ways of God and his instruction is something that we should apply to our own lives. And then at the same time, we should apply that to our children. We should teach our children the ways of the Lord. I think very, very often in today's culture, many people believe that it's other people's responsibility to teach children how to live what to do, what they should believe, what they shouldn't believe. But the truth is, is that the one who is responsible for their kids learning spiritually and also how to do life is really the parents. The parents are the ones who are fully and totally responsible for raising their children and teaching them 
different things, teaching them how to live, teaching them what to do. And I think that's natural for everybody. But also we can't expect somebody else to teach our children spiritually how to grow, how to have a relationship with the Lord, how to walk with the Lord. Um, And I think that probably this is the area, you know, we, we always talk about, you know, how we should live our lives so that people can see us and people can, you know, really see the fruit of the Spirit in us and see Jesus in us. I can tell you right now that um, this is the one area where eyes are on you all the time. We go to church, we preach, we have a lot to say about the Lord, but the kids are watching us. They are watching our every move. They watch us when we get angry. They watch us when we get upset. They watch us when we have an argument. And we have things like that. That happens. We have arguments. We have bad days. And the kids are watching to see, are you still going to be that spiritual person when things go wrong? Are you still going to walk with the Lord? Are you, how are you going to handle situations? Our children, they look at the way we handle conflict. They look at the, hand, the way we handle disappointment, how we handle, you know, when negative things come our way. Do we, how, do we get into depression? You know, what happens to us? They watch us all the time. And over the years, I've come to know and to see that, unfortunately, many of the bad habits that we have, our children pick them up. And it's like they just develop. And because of watching us and seeing us, they develop these these bad habits as well. And, and you know, so it's not an easy job. Raising a child is not an easy job. I, I, I always say it's, for me, it's the greatest treasure, the greatest ministry, the greatest responsibility that I have to be a father. I absolutely love it. But it most certainly comes with a lot of, you know, not stress, but just real, real responsibility. Now, the one scripture I want to share with you tonight that I think will maybe just, I wouldn't say shock you, but definitely challenge you a little bit. And I'm actually going to go to my iPad. I want you to see it for yourself. So I'm going to just jump over here and you guys can see that screen there with me. And I've got two versions pulled up here, and I'm doing this for a very specific reason. This is Proverbs, uh, Proverbs 22, verse number 6. We know the scripture. It says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. I've heard this quoted many, many times. We'll go to the Amplified Version, which is on the right-hand side in just a moment. But you can see here that it's it, it, it says train up a child in the way he should go. Now that that can mean quite a few different things. Um, and then it says, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. I've heard this quote. I think I've said it myself. You know that if we train up a child in the ways of the Lord, he will not depart from it. But that's not what it actually says here. What it actually says is train up a child in the way he should go. And if we go to the Amplified version, and I've looked at several commentaries. And the commentaries actually really overemphasize what this is saying in the Hebrew. Watch this. Now, if we go to the right there in the Amplified side, you can see train up a child in the way he should go. And this is what it really means in the Hebrew. And in keeping with his individual gift or bent, when he is old, he will not depart from it. So really what it's saying is now, obviously, how's the way a child should go? He should go in... You know, in a godly way, he should be trained up in a godly way. We should raise our children in, in a godly way. But it also suggests that we should see how they are individually, how these children are individually. Let me get out of there so I can see you again. Hi there. <laughs> um, I think it's important for us to understand that children are all individual. And I think this is so important because sometimes, you know, we, 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 we do the best we can and 
and and things don't always work out the way that we expect them to work out or our children don't always you know you know do or behave in a way that we that we want them to or expect them to this scripture you know it, it says train up a child in the way he should go and, 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 and again in the amplified says and in keeping with his individual gift or bent in other words you know you need to you know walk with your kids and see who they are and and you need to see what they like and you know we should raise them up into who they are they are individual they have their own little personalities they have their own gift set they have their own abilities and we should help you know uh, uh you know basically just some nurture that and and develop that and and walk with them in that so that they can grow into becoming who god has called them to be individually and really that's what it's saying is that if we raise up these kids in keeping in their individual uh, gifting and in their strengths and 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 help them build and and and, and develop those strengths and, and giftings you know and obviously included in that is without any question you know walking with the lord as well no question at all i'm not in any way saying that it doesn't but when i looked at it again and in the hebrew writings and the way that it's it's it's, it's expressed in the hebrew there's just no question that this really has a lot to do with our children's individuality and their individual gift sets and their individual abilities so as a as a father i should be looking at my child and and seeing what interests him and seeing what his gifts are and and helping nurture those gifts now if my child wants to do something that's wrong or evil or bad i'm not going to encourage him in that way at all in fact i'm going to say listen that's a gift that's just not meant for you you know what i mean so that's not what i'm suggesting at all what i am saying though is that if if i see my child is you know let's say i'm a pastor and and I'd love Joshi to go into the ministry one way. I'd love one day. I'd love Annie to pursue ministry as well. But if I see that they start having other interests and that's what they want to do, I'm not going to try and push them in the ministry side. I'm going to encourage them, you know, to pursue their dreams and their giftings and their abilities. At the same time, also always nurturing the calling and the gifting in their life spiritually as well. So it's definitely a twofold thing. But, you know, oftentimes parents, I've seen it so many times, how parents, you know, feel so guilty. Like, did they do something wrong? You know, did they raise their kids wrong? Why are they not walking with the Lord the way that they used to? And why are they not serving the Lord the way the way that they used to? Why are they strayed from God? And and honestly, you know, I, 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 we're going we're gonna to look at some more scriptures in just a moment. Yes, you know, we have to raise them in, in a godly way. We need to teach them God's ways. And if we don't do that, you know, it can definitely be costly. That there's just no question about. You know, there are consequences for our compromise in raising our kids the correct way. There's just there's just no doubt about that. You know, but in the same breath, you know, at a certain age, especially children start making their own choices. And as a parent, you must pray for them and, and seek the Lord concerning this. And I believe God will hear our prayers and he'll answer us, you know, and, and he will save and deliver and touch our children. But I want you guys to be free you know uh, you know from from you know feeling like you know well if you didn't raise them right you know maybe now there's no chance for them or, or something like that because that's not the case you know everyone has to work out their own salvation including our children at a certain age and and i must overemphasize that you know i often hear people talk about you know well i want my kids to you know do their own thing and have their own way and stuff like that and and again we nurture them in their gifting we we help them pursue their individuality but listen what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong and there's just no compromise with those things you have to we have to teach our kids 
the right way. You know, the Bible says in Isaiah 54 verse 13, it says, All you children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. So, you know, when we are taught by the Lord, when we follow his instruction, we will see, you know, our children walk in peace and we'll see them be blessed. There's a, it's just a, it's a, it's a powerful, powerful principle, teaching our kids the ways of God, teaching our kids to walk with the Lord. It's so important. Um, another thing that I, I also wanted to just really throw out there, and, and I think this is very important. The same way that I often teach you guys uh, about how important it is for us to really do things God's way. We need to do things His way, um, you know, and we need, to, we, need to, we need to try our very best to not change the way God wants things done. It goes like that with our kids as well. You know, in other words, you know, I talk about examining yourself. This is an area we have to self-examine ourselves. You know, am, am, are, you know, am I a perfect parent? Is Naomi a perfect parent? Definitely not. Um, I can even sometimes see my faults as a parent and it's difficult. It's sort of difficult to swallow because, you know, you, you realize that, you know, you probably shouldn't have done it like that or you shouldn't have said that or you shouldn't have disciplined like that or whatever it might be, you know, and it's difficult. But, you know, we, we really need to do our absolute best to try and raise our kids and make decisions purely based on scripture because we can't be angry with God and say, well, you know, Lord, I've done everything. I've raised my kids, you know, according to your work, a word and according to your ways. But actually we didn't, you know, we didn't obey him. We didn't discipline him. You know, the Bible speaks a lot about disciplining our children. It speaks about, you know, about, about the rod, about, you know, giving them spankings. You know, in fact, the scriptures encourage giving a child a spanking. Now you may not want to spank your child, but at the very least, you must discipline your child. Disciplining our children and consequences for misbehaving is absolutely imperative. You know, when we don't discipline our children, then they will one day think that they can continue to do things that are wrong and there's no consequences for those actions. And that ends up leading to major destruction and major problems for our kids. So discipline is absolutely, absolutely imperative. Uh, you know, I have, I have, I spanked my children. I'm mean, obviously not Anastasia anymore. She's a 15 year old girl now. She's big enough to spank me now. So there's no spanking for her. But when she was a child, she got spanked. Joshua gets, um, you know, he gets spanked, not all the time, very, it's very seldom to be honest. But when it's required, I will spank him because I believe that's what scripture says. So I discipline him that way. And, you know, again, I, I do everything according to scripture. I believe that that's very important for us to teach our children consequences. You know, Naomi really, to be very honest with you, is the one that's, you know, sort of reprimanding the kids more than what I am. But the truth is when dad says, now that's it, then you better know that's it. And, you know, so the kids know that when it's time for discipline, you know, and when it's time for consequences, they are going to have to face those consequences. They're going to have to face that discipline. I, I can tell you right now that whenever I have spanked my children, afterwards, I like, I want to cry. It's the worst thing. I absolutely hate spanking my kids, but I have seen the fruits of it. I've seen how it, 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 it brings them to obedience. Uh, it is absolutely, absolutely vital to discipline. Again, you choose how you want to discipline your kids. You know, there are certain circumstances. Remember, I've, I've often said this. There are certain circumstances that there is there is the rule, but there's the exception. Some kids, they just they don't respond to it. They don't do well with it. You know, generally they do do well with it, but there are those that don't. 
And again, it's absolutely your choice. But but the Bible does tell us that it is something that is is you know spare the rod and you'll spoil the child you know um and that's not the only scripture with, with regards to to disciplining our children that way so i do believe that raising our kids with consequences is absolutely vital there are two things though that i really feel in the life of a child that is absolutely absolutely vital and i'm very thankful to the lord that i had this as as a child when i was when i was raised and i really do work very hard to do this with my own kids and that is to really, really, number one, love my wife. So if you're a, a father or a mother, to love your spouse is and to show affection to your spouse. You know, and I know some people really struggle with affection, but it is absolutely critical. And I've seen the fruit of when I show affection and love my, my wife, how my children respond so well to that. That is number one. Number two and not necessarily in order, you know, I think that this one's probably even more important, is to really show affection and love to our children. Um, you know, I am constantly affirming my children, letting them know how great I think they are, letting them know how wonderful I think they are. When there is discipline, there's love immediately afterwards. There's no, you know, there's no grudges, there's no there's no um, anger and, and afterwards now we're going to you know, be at, 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 at enemies with each other. And I remember as a child, that's one thing that was really amazing about my parents is that whenever there was discipline, um, you know, straight afterwards, my dad and I or my mom and I would be best friends again. It would be like it never happened. And I think that's so important for us because you again, remember, and especially for you fathers, you must remember that your children you know, are, are learning that God is a father. So for the fathers, especially, you know, to, to show, you know, discipline and then show affection and love immediately afterwards is absolutely, absolutely, incredibly powerful. And many of you have heard me speak about when I was a little boy, I, I was so conscious of the size of my dad's hands. He had the biggest hands and I was this little boy and those hands would, you know, would sort me out when I misbehaved, but they were also very affectionate to me. And I, would, I remember in particularly one incident where I was really sick. I think I had worms or something like that. So I had bad cramps and I was in absolute agony. And I remember my dad had my face in his hand and I'll, I'll never forget that, you know. And then also, I mean, you know, there's just no question that, you know, uh, there's something very special about a mother that, that just loves their, their children and shows affection to their children. You know, growing up when I was younger, I was much closer to my mom then to my dad, but my dad was the discipliner. My dad was, he was at work all the time. And then as you know, time went on, we got closer and closer and closer. Um, but my mom was always so affectionate and, and all these things, the affection, the love, the support, you know, those are the things that help you to develop. And for us as parents, we should do our very best to always show affection and love. Now, if you've been a parent that maybe hasn't done this or hasn't done this, you know, these things in the past, you can start now you know we can start doing our best to 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 raise our kids and to love our kids and to show them that affection and to show them that nurturing care and that affirmation that they need because i can tell you right now they really really do need it they need it more than what we think and i've seen the power of it i've seen the strength of of it you know and um so i hope that that is you know just again something that can help you guys uh you know, another thing that, that, that I read that I thought was interesting and that we should definitely take a look at is um, 
it's over here let me get that scripture here we go ephesians 6 4 says and again this is really directly speaking to fathers but i don't think there's any question that this can apply to mothers as well it says and you fathers do not provoke your children to wrath but bring them up in the training and admonition of the lord so this is again a great scripture to confirm how we should raise our kids scripturally godly you know um that's that goes without saying but also that we shouldn't provoke our kids. We shouldn't push our kids. We shouldn't, you know, and it's, you know, I, I don't think, I don't, most times I don't think parents would really intentionally do that. But sometimes it can happen where we push our kids a little hard to almost like a breaking point or to a point where they, you know, you can see they've emotionally gotten hurt. And it's not something that is encouraged scripturally. We should not provoke our children to wrath, to anger, to, to you know, because people do bad things, silly things when they're angry. They misbehave, they do something bad, they, they turn against their parents, all kinds of different things. So we should raise our kids, you know, again, scripturally and according to, to the, way, the ways of the Lord. Um, I honestly really believe with all my heart, I think a lot of parents think that, you know, and I don't know why I feel it so strongly in my spirit to talk a bit more about this, you know, specifically around disciplining. A lot of parents feel like, you know, disciplining their kids, that their kids are going to not like them or they're going to, you know, turn against them. But the truth is, is that is that your kids will love you for it more than they will despise you for it because they'll grow up and understand that the consequences again, they'll understand that the that they have to, you know, they have to make uh, uh, decisions that 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 are not going to lead them to get into trouble or, or or to face situations that could be hurtful in their own lives because of the fact that they've learned that, that, that discipline is so important. But but again, you know, to show the power of God's love, that repentance and that care. So yeah, just some just some really interesting things, um, you know. I think that as a parent, we should never neglect the value of our kids. You know, the Bible says in Psalms 127 verse 3, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. So they are a gift. Our children, they are gifts to us, guys. They are, like I said earlier on, they are a treasure to us. So, you know, really just just, just pour, pour affection and love out over your kids. It will go such a long way. So with that said, I think what I'm going to do is open it up for some questions because I've just kind of dropped a few things on you. Um, but let me see what you guys have to say. If you have any questions at all, I'll do my best. Again, as I said, I'm definitely not um, a child psychologist or expert or anything like that. But I have, without any doubt, you know, I've been a kid and I've raised kids. I'm raising kids. So by the grace of God, you know, um, I think I can I can certainly weigh in from a scriptural point of view. All right, let's see. Um, let me see here. Okay. All right, thank you so much. Thank you so much for that comment there about teaching on this. I'm glad that it's helping you guys. All right. Um, all right, what if your child says that they don't need Jesus? Well, that's, you know... Now, obviously, you know that you, you're probably talking about a child that's a little bit older. Um, you know, now, you know, th that's obviously the way you parent young children and or little children and older children will be a little bit different. But if you've, you know, if your child is older now and they haven't walked with the Lord and they haven't served the Lord, you know, again, there's there's really one primary way to teach them about Jesus, and that is 
that is to is to be an example I mean, in my in my ministry, I have seen this not only work with children, I've seen this work with husbands and wives over and over and over and over. You know, if a child is used to a, um, you know, a, a hostile home and, you know, they're not serving the Lord. That, and I'm talking specifically now about older kids. They, they, don't forget, they're still watching you all the time. You know, the only way that you can win them over is to be Jesus to them. What I mean by that is be that love, be that example. You know, if your kids, you know, um, I often think about um, Aubrey and Tara in this example. It's such an awesome example. And for those of you that don't know, Tara is one of my staff members. And, uh, you know, she was a little bit rough when she was younger, a little bit rough, maybe a lot rough. <laughs> she had a very rough, you know, uh, uh, part of her life. And she was up to some stuff that wasn't good. And her daughter obviously got to see all of these things. Tara had this major encounter with God. And really just began to pray for her daughter, Aubrey, and, and was really seeking the Lord for Aubrey. And just, you know, and she wasn't forceful. She wasn't pushing her, but she would just pray for her and love her. And I remember Aubrey came to see me a couple of times with a whole bunch of questions about the Lord and, and different things and, and, and stuff. And, and, and I answered her questions, but that wasn't what, what did it for her. What did it for her, what proved to her that Jesus was real, was her mom. Because she, she will say it herself that there's, there's no way that this can, this is real. What's happened to her mother is so real. And, and I'm just giving that example because many of you that are watching know her. And so you know the story. That's the best advice I can give you is to just love them and pray for them, be supportive towards them. And eventually, you know, when people were with Jesus, when people were around Jesus, he changed them. And when you are letting your light shine, and your love be poured out, or, you know, into into in, into their lives. It will have an effect. It's very very difficult, um, you know, to be. You can't be too forceful. You stand your ground on what you believe and everything. But but really, just just love, you know, just love. You know, many times. I know this has got nothing to do with children, but many times couples will will say to me, "Well, you know, I'm 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 married, and my spouse is is really terrible. They're not serving the Lord." And, you know, I do everything, they do nothing. And, and what I'll do is I'll tell them, do more. You know, so, you know, like do something you've never done. Make them breakfast. You know, don't come to church. Don't come to church, you know, so much. Leave a, skip a few, you know, because the husband was complaining of those one incident. The husband was complaining that she was coming to church too much. So I said to her, well, instead of coming, you know, twice a week and going to you group and stuff, skip you group maybe a couple of, you know, once every two weeks and, 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 and go, go for, for dinner on Saturday night. Don't come to the service, you know. And so she started to do these, make these little changes. And she started to show her husband that she, that she's, you know, really loves him and that, you know, he's very important to her. She never compromised in any way. She was still coming to church at least once a week, but it didn't take long. And there he was with her in church. Because his wife had just, you know, gone up a whole nother level of just, you know, sharing her love and sharing her affection and, and, sh and showing how much, you know, she cared about him, you know, and, and the response was incredible. He had an encounter with the Lord and he's serving the Lord now. And now they're coming to church twice together, you know, and going to you group together. And, you know, so those, that's what happens with our children and even with our spouses. There's, there's no question. Now, now, you know, you might be sitting there and saying, well, Pastor Alex, I've done that. And, and I understand that because not every situation is the same. But these are things that work. And, and you know, the, the law of sowing and reaping is 100% a scriptural principle that must 
come to pass because the Bible says it will. If you sow and you sow and you sow and you sow love and you sow love and you sow love, eventually you will have a breakthrough. And it's the same with your kids. You know, just, you know, if your kids are older and they're wayward and they've gone astray, you know, don't be too pushy. You know, don't compromise. Never compromise. You know, don't support what's wrong. Stand up for what's right. I've seen it so many times. Parents, you know, they, they end up giving in and supporting wrong things and it ends up costing them down the road. You know, um, you know, will we, you know, if our kids do things that are wrong and make bad mistakes, do we turn them away? Do we stop loving them? Absolutely not. We will never stop loving them. We will never, ever, you know, uh, uh, agree with what's wrong, but we always love them no matter what we, we we love them you know and we and we and and so i hope that katrina that was a great question i hope that 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 helps you um let's have a look and see if what other questions we have all right this is a this is a great question a tough question but a good one by uh, denis it says how would you handle your child saying that they are gay would you let them come around um i would definitely let them come around but i would tell them i, I would not submit to you know if they want me to call them you know, um, you know, uh, 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 you know, Steve instead of Eve, I wouldn't do it, if that makes sense. You know, I would insist and continue to believe what I do, but I would love them and tell them I love them. And I would just, you know, again, I haven't been in that situation. So, you know, I, I, I can only imagine how difficult it is. I, I know several families that have walked this road. And, you know, it was a lot of prayer. It was, um, you know, it was, it was a lot of pain for the families. But I tell you what, I have seen in, in, in instances, you know, that I know, I know of one instance where we haven't seen a breakthrough yet. And I know of quite a few others where we have seen breakthrough. One in particular that I'm thinking of a young man, um, you know, that, that, you know, he was not, he was not gay, but but he believed that he was a woman, you know, he wanted to be a woman. And so this is something, unfortunately, that we have to face nowadays. And the family was adamant. Listen, you know, we, we are, we, we love you and, you know, we want you to come around and stuff, but we can't support that. You know, we, this is what, who we believe you are. And this is who we, who God created you to be. And they never compromised, but they never shunned him. They never, they never cut him off. They, you know, they, 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 they you know, they, they continue to, to love him. And after a while, you know, he started coming to church and, you know, and, 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 you know, he slowly stopped dressing like a woman and, you know, and started, you know, and, and he changed and he said he would never, he said, there's no way he would ever do that. You know, um, you know, if you get an opportunity to talk to a child that, that says that they're gay, you know, um, you, you know, the God created us, you know, uh, he created us. You know, a man and a woman need to are supposed to be together, not a man and a man and a woman and a woman. It's not supposed to be that way. You know, there's no confusion. There's no gender confusion. There's no sexual confusion. You know, it doesn't work. It's not the way God created them. I, I don't want to get into a whole teaching this this evening on 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 this particular subject. My 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 only encouragement to you would be just hang in there, continue to pray for them, but don't you know if if you cut them off. You might be the only one that can continue to show the love of Jesus to them. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, that, that if you stop loving them, their whole environment and, and, and people they are around will be negative and, and negative influence. So I really strongly recommend that you that you continue to do that. But, you know, I would definitely, you know, just really the guys, you know, we must never forget 
what the scriptures say, you know, that the, that the wrestle is not against flesh and blood. You know, it's against spiritual powers, you know, principalities and powers. It's a spiritual battle. You know, um, I've shared with you how in the, you know, there was situations in my, with my children where I could see how the enemy was attacking them and I didn't pray against individuals or people and things like that. I came against that spirit. So if there's a homosexual spirit that's attacking your child, come against that spirit. Begin to pray every single day. Come against that homosexual spirit. Come against that homosexual spirit. Come against that homosexual spirit. And just keep on praying against it. And trust God for breakthrough. We have to believe that he is a miracle working God. And that he can touch that child and change them. So great question. And I hope that that will encourage you. And help you to just you know keep on going with that child. Alright. That's it. Bombard heaven with prayers. Is it okay to apply these same scriptures to adult children or are we only speaking of young children age-wise except physically spanking, of course? Yes, absolutely. Tiffany, you can't discipline um, a young child. I mean, I mean, an older child. You can't discipline an older child. It's very, very difficult. Now, my daughter is 15, so I can't spank her anymore, but I still discipline her. You know, so that's not even a question. And I will say this. I firmly believe that if your child is living in your house, that you can still be responsible and you can still discipline them in that that's your house. It's you're the covering and you can make rules that need to be obeyed. And if they aren't obeyed, there's going to be consequences. So that goes without saying. Um, you know, my father is in his 70s. I'm, you know, 45. Four or 45 i'm not exactly sure but i'm somewhere around there and um you know <laughs> hopefully 44 uh you, you know i still respect tremendously what my dad tells me you know i take his counsel and i've learned over the years that when i don't take his counsel many times i pay for it there's consequences for it so it's really wise of you know children no matter how old they are to take counsel from their kids you know i, I mean to take counsel from their parents, for children to take counsel from their parents, regardless of how old they are. No one will love you like your parents. You know, your spouse, of course, but I'm talking about anybody else. Nobody else will love you like your own parents will. They will always give you the best advice. They will always try and 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 and, and care for you. Uh, you know, again, if you haven't served the Lord before and your kids have seen you a certain way, it takes time sometimes to earn that trust back. And again, almost like the same advice I gave earlier on about just really loving them, you know, stand firm for what's right, you know, and, and just, but, con con you know, love no matter what. I really, really believe that that's so important. I don't believe that we should, we should cut our children off. You know, um, I know a, a father that's a minister that's child really went wayward and he stood firm. You know, that are not agreeing and, and with, the, with, the, with the decisions that this child made in any way. But he, he never stopped loving the child. He was always willing, you know, to, to, uh, to restore things. But the right decisions needed to be made. And they don't have a good relationship, unfortunately. And this is one situation that I'm aware of where, this, where, where things haven't turned out good. But we're still praying. And we're still trusting God and believing that, that this individual will turn around. So, you know, it's not always perfect. Things don't always go you know exactly the way that we that we, we we hope they will or want them to but we have to keep praying we have to keep believing and we know that god is a miracle working god and if we really continue to seek him that he will give us breakthrough amen okay here we go 
All right, let's see. Um, Donald says, "How much? Uh, how do we hand? How do we handle the often overwhelming world influence?" Gee, that's a really difficult question in the sense of, you know, um, I think that the 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 best answer I can give you for that is you have to become the greater influence. You know, so you know you've got to measure how much time your kids are spending in the world and how much time they're spending under your influence and godly influence. And hopefully, you know, you are giving them the greater influence, you know, so, you know, the most valuable thing we can give our children outside of obviously our affection and our love and stuff like that is time. And sometimes that can be very difficult. But when we have free time, make that decision to give them that free time. Well, I know this is a difficult one sometimes because we'd rather go fishing or go play golf or something like that. And when the truth is, is that, you know, especially if you're someone that works a lot and has a lot of responsibilities, you know, you have to bring your children into your leisure. You have to bring them into your activities. You know, there's been, there were years that I stopped fishing, you know, and I used to go fishing three, four times a week. No jokes. You can ask Pastor Mike. I used to fish all the time and I absolutely love it. But after Josh was born, things became too difficult at the house and work was overwhelming at the church. You know, I'd only get one day a week off and I had to make a decision. What am I going to do? Am I going to spend that time with my family or am I going to spend that time doing the things that I need I want to do them and it's not like I never did it but I did it a lot less you know and I'm and and the fruit is there I you know I see how my kids have been influenced by me how my kids have learned from me my wife of course as well but we are the ones that are the primary influences you know they they talk to us about everything by the grace of God and I pray pray with all my heart that it stays that way Anastasia tells us you know so much she shares her, you know, a lot of her intimate thoughts and you know, obviously certain things with Naomi, certain things with me. But I enjoy that because I want her to be her sounding board. I, I, you know, I don't when she has a problem, I don't push her away. I let her come and tell me that problem. Sometimes it's like, are you seriously telling me this right now? Like, I don't want to hear this. You know, this is like, mom, you know, that's the kind of thing that sometimes happens. But but there have been times where I realize that it's so important to her. and She wants me to weigh in. So I'll do the best that I can to, to weigh in. Uh, you know, be the greater influence. Don't allow the world to influence. You know, um, again, everybody must work out their own salvation. What I mean by that is my way is not necessarily going to be right for you guys. And some people might think, well, you know, you guys are over the top or, you know, you too much. Listen, for, for me and my house, it's like God is everything to us. You know, the, the ways of the Lord is that's what we that we live, breathe, eat, sleep, drink. That's what we are. That's who we are. Ministry and serving God and walking with the Lord. That's our lives. And my children know that, you know, so, you know, I try my absolute best to 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 give them fun activities. But even in the fun activities, God's involved. You know, I got in the car with my son um, this afternoon and you know, we've been watching a little bit of American Idol on TV. And, you know, and and so we get in the car and, and I'm trying to think what the song was called. It wasn't a bad song. It was a song by Lenny Kravitz, I think. You know, and, and the song comes on and he's busy dancing in the car, you know, to a Lenny Kravitz song. You know, and he's having a great time in the car. And I'm thinking to myself, gee whiz, you know, you know, just we watched a bit of American Idol and now he's wanting to dance to Lenny Kravitz. You know, and, you know, so he's like, you know, you know, so so I changed them. <laughs> I changed the song. And again, I'm not saying it was a bad song or anything, but you know, we just don't listen to worldly music. We listen to Christian music. That's just what we do. You know, and you know, so he said, "Well, Dad, why did you change it?" You know, and I just said, "Well, Josh, you know, 
I don't really like that song, you know. Now, again, that might be, you might say that, some people might say that's a bit extreme, but that's just, again, that's that's how we are. You know, we, we'll, we'll watch American Idol, we'll, you know, we'll do things, but but I want my kids to be surrounded by by godly things. That, that doesn't mean that I will never let them listen to some, you know, music that isn't Christian. You know, I, I will if it's okay, if I feel that it's okay. But I don't want I don't want them to become overwhelmed or influenced too much by by certain things because I I, I can see that it, it just it doesn't take long for things to begin to to influence and you know I don't know how we got on the subject of music but music is very powerful and um, you know I listen to like sometimes a song will come on that I used to like I used to jam off to that song it was like an awesome song and I listen to the words now and the fear of God hits me and I think to myself what on earth were you th like did you even listen to the words of that song I don't know if you guys have ever had that experience you know so so you know, you got to be careful what your kids are listening to listen guys even more than listening to you you've got to be very careful what your kids are watching you know what are they doing in their in their free time are they on their devices be very, very careful of their devices. You know, Facebook and, and social media, the amount of, of, of perversion that's, that's so easily available. I mean, it's just unbelievable how, you know, it's almost like impossible to filter now. That's how bad it's getting. You know, but in the same breath, you know, you know I don't want to take devices and, 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 and things like that completely away from my kids because I think that they need to, it's the culture, it's, you know, in the, in the sense of, you know, you have to know how to use a computer, you have to know how to use a, a device, you know, it's a phone, those are things that, that we have to grow up doing. But, but, you know, most definitely in moderation, most definitely censored, and, and, and also like, you know, I mean, not from too young, you know, so, so, you know, again, this is opening up now a whole lot, you know, a whole lot more when it comes to making decisions on what we can and cannot allow our kids to do. And, and, and again, everyone must, must do what's important to them. Just remember one thing. A little leaven spoils the whole loaf. Yo, guys, that's the spirit of God right there. I tell you now, a little leaven spoils the whole loaf. When we allow little bits of things to creep in, it, it has the potential to bring in a lot of, of problems. Be very careful who your friends, who your children are friends with. You know, they must be nice to everyone. They must be acquaintances with everyone. But you know, when they go out and they spend a lot of time with, with, other, with, with other kids, those kids will influence them. And I know not everybody's gonna like me saying that, but it's absolutely the truth. Remember what I said earlier on to that other question, which was such a good question, is that the influence of the world. Well, your friends, you know, if you have bad friends, those bad friends can most definitely become an influence that could be extremely harmful. You know, so we've got to be very, very careful with that. All right. All right, so I'm going to get to some more questions, but but I'm, I'm, the, the conversation is really going now in a good way. I hope you guys are getting something out of this. All right, there was one question that I saw that was so good. Let me see if I can find it. Um, all right, give me one sec to find this here. Okay, how much freedom do you give your children? That's a fantastic question. And, um, and I think that again, it's it, it entirely, it depends entirely on you as a parent, but me as a parent, again, my way is not necessarily the perfect way or the 100% the right way. Um, 
but I give my, my, my kids, you know, I give them freedom. I, I, I allow them to do, you know, to, to, uh, you know, to, I allow them to walk in the mall. <laughs> I allow them to do certain things and to go to friends and, and, you know, to be with people that I know and I trust and I know the parents and, you know, I will never send my child to anyone's house whose parents I don't know. There's just, there's just no way I'll never do that. You know, um, you know, and oh, dad, all my friends, and she's so good, and my their parents are so good. If I could tell you stories of how moms would let children, you know, let boyfriends come over, and then they sleep with the girls, and I mean, the, you know, and this parents that they tell the other parents that listen, they they sleeping, or they they you know they've gone here, or they've gone there. Meanwhile, they've gone to a a nightclub, and they're busy getting high. You know, these are not things I'm making up. You know, you have to be very careful when it comes to giving too much freedom to your children. You know, freedom is, is uh, you know, there are, ch- there are children. They have, to be, they have to be taught. They have to learn what's right. You have to be the primary influence. And then as they grow older and as you can trust them more, you let them have more freedom. Again, it's, it's a kind of difficult to answer in the sense of I don't really know exactly in what area you're specifically speaking of. But, but you know... Um, I mean, you know, I, I, I think that, I think that because we are such a close family, and because we spend so much time together, and you know, and whenever I'm off, I'm with my kids, and we're doing something fun, and we we're going to the beach, or we're going fishing, or I try and you know, really, we go swimming, or you know, we 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 do things, we 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 have a good time. But they they love to be with us, and 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 you should love to be with them too. You, you must remember, if you're a parent and you've checked out with your kids. In other words, when you've got free time, they're not your priority. You better know that you're not going to be theirs. So it's very important for us as parents to be to be present, to be you know to be in their lives, so that they want to be with you. You know, obviously, as they grow older, I'm watching my daughter. She's you know she's turning 16 soon. You know, she's going to get a car one of these days. You know, she's already got her learner's permit. She's you know, but but you know we 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 close and you know and and she 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 trusts that the decisions that I make are the right ones and she can freely ask and if she doesn't agree she can freely tell me and we will discuss it Naomi and I you know we will make a decision we 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 decide all things together when it comes to giving more freedom or or giving our kids opportunity to to go somewhere or do something we make the decision together especially if it's something that we haven't done before uh, you know, but but I mean, guys, I've heard you know about this movie, Sound of Freedom. I haven't gone to see it myself. I've heard it's a little graphic, so just be careful. But um, you know, I th- uh, you know, I believe that it is shocking to see what happens to too many kids that get too much freedom. So we just be very very cautious when it comes to that. All right, again, we it's a, it's just one of those subjects that we could talk about over and over and over. Uh, yes. Uh, Doris says bad company corrupts good character there's no question about that but just so you know the context of that scripture actually is talking about Christians you know um, you know so bad company is actually really referring to it's in Corinthians and it's actually referring to you know you know don't think that that all the bad people are, are not in the church you know there are even in the church there are kids that that, that are not morally walking right or parents, even parents, adults that are not really, you know, you know, really walking with the Lord. So, you know, I'm not saying you must be judgmental. I'm not saying you must avoid anybody. But what I am saying is, is that, you know, you've got to make sure that you're a good influence and that you're strong and that you don't allow someone that has bad character or bad morals or bad standards 
influence you or your family. Really important. All right. Ooh, we're getting into some stuff now. All right, let me see if there's any other questions that I've missed. Guys, I hope that this is helping in some way. All right, this is a this is a tough question, um, but I'll do my best to answer it from Felicia. She says, can we talk about spiritual covering for children of divorced homes if the other home is not saved? It is, it is obviously a very, very challenging subject because you've got two sets of standards. You've got two sets of morals. If one family is saved and one family is not, it is going to definitely cause conflict and confusion. Um, you know, so the only advice that I can really give you is to be, again, the, the, you know, as, as present as you can, as loving as you can, as supportive as you can, so that they will want to be more like, like the parent that is serving the Lord, that they will choose to follow that parent the most. In terms of covering, you know, obviously, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a really difficult one. But, you know, according to God's divine order, you know, um, you know, a father is the head of the home. You know, the, the, the wife is not the head of the home. Now, in a divorced situation, man, I'm, you know, it's a really difficult one. You know, if the father's not saved, you know, and, and, and the mother is saved and, you know, and she's now got a new husband and, you know, it's, it's really, it's, it's very, very, it's a, a, to be very honest with you, that's a very, very tough subject. Um, in terms of in terms of like the covering, I think that you know your 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 saved husband and you just you have to cover and pray for the children as much as you can, but that other father is still the father. You know they are still that child's father. You know um you know and obviously there's different circumstances and different situations. You know that that you know I'm, I'm not going to get into into every individual unique situation right now, but I would I would expect I would suspect that some situations. You know, um, and I'm specifically talking about smaller children now, not older children, because when children are older, they can make their own choices. But when they're very young, specifically, you know, um, I would say that, you know, definitely, you know, the only thing that you can do is you can you can pray and you can you can seek the Lord for his hand of protection and his covering. And and look, the Lord hears our prayers. He, he loves us. He, he will honor our prayers. He will you know, he will he will protect us and do everything, you know, uh, you know, but but. But the, the other parent is going to be an influence, you know, and, and, and that's one of the tragedies and difficult things about, about divorce. You know, divorce does bring, you know, a, a lot of, you know, difficulty to, 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 a, to a, um, you know, to children specifically. You know, the Bible says that when you get married, you become one flesh. So when there's a divorce, you know, and sometimes those divorces are 100% just and 100% right. And I totally understand that. But unfortunately, the one that gets torn or, or really affected the most are the children, you know, right or, or, or right or wrong for the divorce. And, and there are certain circumstances where divorce is totally understandable and, and completely acceptable and even should be done, you know. But, but um, unfortunately, the kids just, they suffer. You know, they, they really do, they really, really do pay um, for, for that divorce, you know. So it's, it's one, of the, one of the tragedies. But again, you know, guys, God is 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 a is a loving, forgiving, compassionate, caring God, and He is always there to help 
um, you know, protect our kids. You know, again, raise your kids up in the way that they should go. You know, raise them up in the ways of the Lord. You know, teach your children the ways of God. You know, don't provoke your kids. You know, walk with them. You know, don't necessarily, it's so hard, you know, but don't necessarily run down, you know, the other parent that's not serving the Lord. You know, just be the example. That's the, the best advice I really believe I can give you. And I, and, I, and I don't know that I've fully answered that question because it's a really, it's a really difficult question. It's a really, really tough question. And I don't want to give you, I don't want to say something that isn't 100% accurate. So I'd rather just, you know, not say more than what I've said so far. I'd really actually like to look in more into that scripturally to try and, and see. But, but, but I can tell you that, that God is a restorer and that he's a healer. And you just have to seek him. You have to seek him. But it is it is definitely a challenge. Uh, you know, it is a challenging situation when it comes to that. How do you deal with grandparents or aunt or uncles who may not be saved, but would like to encourage or influence our kids in immoral or sinful things that they know as know you as a parent doesn't stand for? Okay. Um, if 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 my parents were were. Uh, you know, trying to encourage my children immorally, they would see very little of my children uh, or very a lot less of my children. And when we would see them for events and things like that, because I wouldn't cut them off, I would still love them. I would obviously be wanting them to get saved. So I wouldn't, you know, cut them off a lot, but I would, I would talk to them and tell them, first of all, that I don't agree with that. I don't want them to do that. You know, and they must please respect that because if they don't respect that, it's going to affect the, the amount of time and, and you know, that I, I can spend with them and I don't want to spend you know, less time with them, you know, cousins and things like that. Listen, if a cousin's bad and he doesn't want to listen, he ain't going to see us. That's just the way it's going to be because I don't want that negative influence around my children. I want my children, you know, to be in, in, a, in a good environment. There are certain times you can't avoid it. They, listen, your kids are going to hear things, see things. It's going to happen. They, they're going to be exposed to things that unfortunately are just not good. You know, those things are going to happen. But if we seek God, we, we you know, uh, he will hear our prayers he will answer our prayers. He will be there to strengthen and help us. But you have a choice as a parent. You have a choice. Who you allow your kids to be with, how much time you allow your kids to be in the, in the presence of those people. And generally, if someone really does love you, generally, if someone really does love you and, you know, you, you can say to them, listen, please, you know, when, when my kids are with you, just if you don't mind, please don't do that. And if they're not prepared to respect that, then I don't think that they're worth spending that time with to be very honest. So I hope that answers your question. Again, tough question, but I think it's a good one. It's a good one. All right, guys, I think we've got time for one more question. And then we're gonna, you know, I think this is again, a subject that maybe needs to be revisited. Maybe I can really dig some more into scripture to, to, um, you know, to dive into some more of this, maybe even in a sermon one of these days. So we could do that. Let me see if there's no more questions or if there's one more question that's going to pop up here. I don't know if I missed any questions. Let me have a quick look here. All right. I can't see anything here. I think, guys, I think I think that's basically it for tonight. Um, again, I want to leave you with this scripture because I think this is the scripture that we as parents should really live by. Deuteronomy 6, 4 to 7, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. This is the most important thing, right? These words which I command you today shall be in your heart, that should be in our heart, and that to love God with all our heart, soul, and strength 
You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk with them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. And this is exactly what I was saying earlier on. In everything that we do as a family, God is involved in all of it. If you keep the Lord as the center of your life, don't compromise. Be careful of the leaven that gets in there that can spoil the whole lump, that can cause trouble in our lives. Be careful not to allow things in to become a more popular parent, to become best friends with your kid. Listen, I'm, I am best friends with my kids, but there's no compromise. They know that. They know how we are. They know what we believe. And and, and they becoming by, like that themselves by the grace of God. I hope it continues that way. I pray with all my heart that it does. I know that nobody's perfect and, you know, no one knows the future. But I, but I, I you know, I, I trust the Lord that he will, he will honor that I honor the scripture, Deuteronomy 6.47, and that I teach my children to love God. I, I, I model it. I model repentance. I model, you know, um, love. And, and, you know, am I perfect? Do my wife and I argue very, you know, we, we don't argue as much as we used to. That's for sure. We argue far, far less now than we used to when we were younger. But um, we do still argue, you know, every now and then. And, you know, and, and, and we do our best to, to model you know things right and 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 when we do get out of control a little bit you know really we don't really get that bad out of control but if it gets a little bit vocal or a bit loud or whatever you know i try my best to teach them this and that wasn't right you know so so yeah guys i just pray that you know i pray that the lord be gracious with you that he strengthen you and help you it's not easy to 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 do things and to you know, to always do things right. We do the best that we can as parents. We love our children. I really believe that that's the most important thing. Love those kids with all your heart. Let them know that you love them. Teach them the ways of God. And I believe that they will walk with the Lord all the days of their life. And if there's a parent out there watching that maybe your kids have gone astray, I really, my heart goes out to you. And I know that it's hard. I've, I've, there are friends of mine that, that, you know, are struggling with one of their kids and I see that, that I see them suffer. And I really, I stand in agreement with them for, for that child as I stand in agreement with you for a child that maybe isn't serving the Lord. And I pray that the Lord give you wisdom and that he give you, you know, wisdom and counsel and strength on how to handle and how to move forward with, with that child. And I pray that God be gracious to all of us and, and, and help us to, to teach our children and to walk with them to the best of our ability according to the word of God. Not our own ideas, not our own you know, ways, and, 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 and that, we would, that we would all not compromise when it comes to this, specifically with our kids. So with that said, I pray that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of the Father, the fellowship with the Spirit be with you. God bless you. I love you guys. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful wonderful night and we'll see you on the weekend. Amen.